Hey y'all, welcome to Grab Your Stuff Podcast. This is your safe space for authentic conversations on all things healing, wholeness, and relationships. I am your host, Renique Esther, licensed master social worker, healthy relationship champion, wholeness coach, author, and speaker. The concept behind this particular podcast is all about making sure that you let go of the things that have held you up from moving into your best self, letting go of pity, fear, letting go of um, disappointment, trauma, all those things, grabbing the things that you need and only the things that you need, only the things that belong to you so you can move forward into hope, into victory, into joy, into all of the things that you deserve because God has endowed you with purpose. Um, and create you with every good work in mind. So join me as we talk about various things from relationship problems to trauma. I may bring in some guests, some friends, and we're just going to journey on this together. Lots of transparency for myself, all in hopes that you would be set free and grab your stuff too. So grab your stuff. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Grab Your Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, your girl, your BFF, your cousin, your your your, your teacher, your, I don't know, I'm running out of things, guys. Vernique Esther, I am founder of a platform called Authentically With. It's all about helping believers build healthy and authentic relationships. I'm also an emotional and relational trauma therapist, coach, and speaker. Uh, by the way, just real quick, I wrote this book right here. Y'all see this book, When Seasons Change? It's a divorce recovery interactive devotional. The crazy thing about it is that more single women and men have bought this book than people who have experienced separation and divorce. Why? Because it's really good for people who have experienced relational trauma in general, who have gone through hard breakups, separations, etc. And so I recommend it. You can get it on Amazon or my website, verniqueester.com shop. You can get the e-copy or the um, paperback version. But um, I am excited today. We are in our Coming Home to You series. Have y'all been enjoying like the podcast? Like, have you been enjoying these episodes? I really feel like we have gone deep and that we've been talking about literal phases and practical ways for you to heal. And I'm excited about that for you. So before we get started, I just want to congratulate you all and where you are on your healing journey. And thank you for listening. All right. So um, today's topic is housekeeping and deep cleaning, but before we get into that, it's time for Let Me Put You On. Pause. Did you need something? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Just make sure. I just had to make sure. You still look good. <laughs> okay, cool. And you do. Cool. <laughs> so, it's time for Let Me Put You On. Let me, let me put you on. Hey, let me put you on. Let me, let me put you on. Please send all demos and, um, uh, you know, if you're a producer, just please. I really want to think on for that. All right. So today's Let Me Put You On is shocking. All right. Let me just say, before I say exactly what this is, I was hearing the name, but I was, I didn't, I thought this was a person. I didn't know what this was about, but let me put you on to Ted Lasso. Crazy. But I was, I started watching, um, more shows on Apple TV, which is actually pretty good. They got some good shows. If you're a therapist, Severance is a really good um, show. But um, like this uh, show, Ted Lasso, is so feel good. It's like it has a little bit of drama, but like in a very we wrap it all up by the end of the episode type of way for the most part. It's not a sitcom, but it's like it reminds me of New Girl, but like a little less quirky. 
you fall in love with all of the characters everybody doesn't like die every episode like it just really is a good show and so i think it's my new um it's my new comfort show and i really like it so i'm recommending it to you let me know if i put you on to that and let me know like how you like it watch a couple episodes like it's really it's quirky and cute and fun but also it makes some good points just about life in general so let me know if i put you on to that so our topic for today is housekeeping and deep cleaning and um, so far we've covered inspecting yourself, decluttering from your past, and today I want to talk about how housekeeping, like this idea and this concept, can serve as a tool within your healing journey for you to create space for new and better things in your life. Because that's all, that's what we all want, right? I remember the first time that I got a housekeeper, it was like early in the pandemic, maybe 2020, 2021, and um, it was through a friend of mine's company. It was such an amazing experience. It was such an amazing experience. But the thing is, before I got to that point, I literally thought that housekeeping, like getting a housekeeper was for rich people and celebrities. I did not know that regular people could get a housekeeper, right? And that, before I even go any further, that literally leads me to my first point, which is, which is that sometimes we think that we do not have access or deserve the quality life that God has for us and that we desire for ourselves. Like we, we sometimes think that we cannot afford or we, we wouldn't even be able, like how, would a, how do I qualify for the things that healing gives to us freely? And so we sometimes will, will exclude ourselves and say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go to the Heal For Real conference. I'm not going to link up with that therapist. I'm not going to pay for that coach because I just don't know if I'm the type of person that can make it on the other side changed. And so first we have to attack the mindset that tells us, uh, that, that causes us to subconsciously believe that spot cleaning is all we're worth. Come on, somebody. That, you know, touching here and there and, and just, you know, I'll vacuum you, I'll keep my space clean enough. But that we secretly think that we'll never truly ever feel clean. We'll never feel clean enough. And I don't know if you've ever had a housekeeper, but the clean that they do and the clean that you do, and I'm a clean person. I, I, I love a clean house, and so I make sure that I clean. But the clean that I do and the clean that they do, it changes the air. It changes the quality of the air. Like, my, I don't know what kind of products they got. It smells different, right? Like, it, it's just different. And so there is a difference in you spot cleaning and doing the best you can and you inviting other things and people and God into the process to take you further and deeper than you thought that you can go on your own. So when we think about housekeeping, I don't just want you to think about things being clean and tidy, although that's a key part. I also want you to think about it as a way to clean your slate. I want you to think about it as, as you creating a blank canvas for new opportunities and experiences. And by, and by keeping like our physical space in order, like our actual clean space, like our actual spaces, we create a sense of calm and ease and order in our minds. And that's the same thing with your house, with your home. That when you decide to clean things, so last week, we, last time we decluttered, right? We got rid of things that were unnecessary. This time, the things that we have, we're just cleaning them up. We're ordering them. We're putting systems around them, which I'll talk about a little bit more. So I want you to imagine you, your house, as this blank slate. And that can be overwhelming to some. I know for me, I'm not a like decor person, and we'll talk about that too in our next episode. But it can be overwhelming because you may be used to other people telling you what to put in your space. 
You may be used to people telling you what you can and can't afford or you limiting yourself to what your budget is and saying, you know what, I have this vision, but I'm going to take the cheaper things. I'm going to settle for what I can reach for. Oh, instead of getting something new, I'll get it rented or whatever the case may be. You're limiting yourself based off of your perception of your worth and your value. But in this house, you, this house, you have the power to create the environment that you want and that you deserve and that you desire. Which leads me to a point that like, if, if you examine the, the environment of your heart as it is right now, is it, indica- is it indicative or rather it is indicative of what you think about yourself? The quality of your life right now is indicative of how you feel about you. The opportunities you say yes and no to, the people and the relationships that you self-sabotage, the ones that you refuse to let go, the state of your home, it is indicative of how you feel about you. But the good thing about that is you have the power and the ability to walk with God and to walk with people like myself to infuse new narratives, new beliefs, so that way you can change the environment that you currently live in. You get to choose what goes where. You get to choose what stays. You get to choose what goes. You get to create the environment and the atmosphere that is conductive to conduct conducive, excuse me, to growth and positive change and the culture that exists within your home to maintain it. Some of us grew up with our parents, our moms, right, making us clean every Saturday. Is that the culture that you want in your home? Or do you think that you want to clean more? Do you think that you don't need as much? Whatever that is, you get to set the tone. Our lives are not as up in the air as we think that they are. Now, everything, we're not in control of everything by no means. But there's a lot more within our control. And it's funny because we tend to focus on what's not in our control. And we leave behind the dirt of the things that are in control. You know, one of the the things that we don't see the most that impacts the cleanliness of our home is dust. Those tiny particles that slowly build up over time until you can't breathe anymore. What is that in your life? What is in your life collecting dust? I felt that for somebody. What is in your life collecting dust? that you need to wipe away, that you need to clean, that you need to re-examine, that you need to put your hands on, that you need to move to a different place. Um, I, I have, as most people do in their homes, an, an air filter, and I have struggled to change it because it's in the attic and I'm scared of the attic. And so I had a friend of mine come in and um, he swapped it out. And he asked me, he said, when was the last time you changed this? I was like, I don't know, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been several months, maybe possibly close to a year. And he said, is it, it is completely black. He showed me the difference between the new and the old. And I, I gasped because I, as somebody who has allergies, I can only imagine how much dust and gunk I had been breathing in my air, all because I didn't want to take the opportunity to go deeper. Because I was scared of what was on the other side of me making the effort and taking the risk to go to the unknown. What are you breathing in that is no longer necessary? Declutter doesn't change your air. I can move everything out of this house. If the air quality sucks, I'll still become toxic. I can still get sick. What is in your atmosphere that is collecting dust dust, and that is um, making your air impure? Who are, who are those people? What are those things? And I don't even want to make it come down to relationships because it's not about that. What are those beliefs? that are polluting your air. 
What are those thoughts that are keeping you from breathing in what God has given you and the visions and the hopes and the dreams that he has for you and that you have for yourself? So by clearing the slate, by cleaning the slate, we make room for new and healthy habits. Yes. Right? New and healthy habits. We create space for better relationships, for better self-care, for better work-life balance. Housekeeping is not just a physical act of cleaning, as you know. It's taking ownership of your space and your life. Have you taken ownership for what is left when you have cut off the things that are unnecessary? Are you accountable to yourself and to your dreams for what it is that you're saying that you want? So the challenge here is to dream. So your challenge here is to dream. Yeah, I know it sounds real frou-frou. It sounds real what? Yeah, it's to dream. Because the thing about it is you moved all of these things out of your space. You're cleaning, you're dusting. You now need to imagine if, if I had things my way, if things were perfectly perfect, how would I want to feel in this house? What would I want to do? How would I want to experience it? What foods do I need to change? Right? Like what, what ideally, what dream do I have for this house? And then create an atmosphere that will allow it to happen. So practically this looks like actually taking time to outline your dream life. I actually give this as homework to my clients all the time. And if, if that feels too big for you, at the very least, I want you to write out what does your dream quarter or your dream year look like? Many of us don't even take time to dream because we feel stuck and hinged into reality. But you don't always have to be. Dreams are where visions come from. So in order for you to see, you have to be willing to dream. You have to see what, what is possible in your mind's eye and the dreams that God has for you so that way he can give you the vision and the, the steps for it. And by the way, don't just dream. I want you to dream wildly. I was talking to somebody. I went on a date, y'all. <laughs> I went on a date and we were like playing the my conversation card game. I don't know why I throw that down. I have a conversation card game. You can get it at authenticallyweb.com slash shop. It's called Close Closer. It's helpful for first dates, um, friend gatherings, family gatherings, etc. But one of the cards that we pulled said, if you could, if you had to spend $10,000 in one day, what would you buy? And he was going through and he was talking about all these things. And I was like, and he said, he was like, the rule, the caveat that he gave to the card was no responsibilities. I was like, dang, I was already thinking about paying off some debt. I was already thinking about, you know, um, putting something into my business, whatever. And I was like, man, what would I want? I mean, $10,000 as an adult, you realize it's not a ton of money, but it's something. And I, I had to think, I was like, maybe I would go on vacation, maybe I would do that. And I realized how much my dream bone was hindered by what I can see. It was hindered by my reality and all of the worries and the concerns that I had, not the fact that my mind can make up anything. It's infinite, almost. And yet all I could conceive was bills and maybe a vacation. So I want you to not just dream, but I want you to dream wildly. Who is God daring you to be? And then secondly, we have to now create systems around that dream or that vision. Where do you start? What habits will you take? What habits will you change? 
What routines do you need to start? What routines do you need to end? This is how we clean house. Do you need to fast? I was fasting this week. Do you need to fast? Do you need to make different decisions? That is all about purging and cleaning home. So you have to be willing to go deep and clean house. So when the new vision, when new energy, that new burst of energy, when those answered prayers and when that community you have been looking for gets there, it will have a clear space to exist in. We cannot put clean things in dirty places. Now, this may start with your physical space, like I said. Maybe, maybe you need to externalize this so that way you can be inspired by what it looks like internally. So I challenge you to think about your space and how you can use housekeeping, whether the you know an actual housekeeper or yourself, um, to clean your slate, to clean your space. I want you to challenge yourself to dream big. So what are we grabbing? Well, we're grabbing dreams. We're grabbing visions that God gave you. We're grabbing the curiosity to imagine. And, and not just to imagine anything, but to imagine what life can be beyond your trauma. So that was our topic for the day. Next, we're going into questions and confessions. So this questions and confessions comes from Instagram. And I got into a whole debate on somebody else's page about this. So I got to read it to y'all because it's crazy. I definitely want to know your thoughts on this. But I will tell you what my thoughts are and what I wrote and, and what had the people in a tizzy. This was from um, Ezekiel Azanwu, if y'all don't know him from Poets in Autumn. Uh, it's from his page. It says, engaged couple Sherry and Rich are submitted under leadership of a pastor slash church. Sherry, who is curvy, posts vacation photos in what she considers a modest one-piece bikini. Pastor deems the photos inappropriate and lustful and charges Sherry to delete. Rich is actually fine with the post, but Sherry deletes them anyway. Rich is now upset because he sees that at this as revealing Sherry's tendency to prioritize the pastor's voice over the voice, over his voice as a future husband. So, one, I think it's weird that a pastor is lurking on Instagram policing people's posts and bodies. Because the thing about it is, her being curvy, which I'm a curvy girl myself, her being curvy is really the issue. Like, most of the times we don't call skinny people immodest, especially like within the church, because their clothes fit a certain way, right? And when I say skinny, because I, I know that I'm not like overweight or whatever, but people who have um, maybe a more slender body type. For those of us who have hip legs and hips and... Cameron's just laughing at me. <laughs> For those of us who got that going on, baby, I can wear a paper bag and you might fall into sin. And everybody likes to make this idea of like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to cause your brother and sister to stumble. Absolutely. But there are stumbling blocks that you put in your own way and there are stumbling blocks that are in the way. Riding on in Atlanta and driving through a pothole is a stumbling block that somebody put in my way. Me leaving my trash bin at the end of the driveway and hitting it is a, is a stumbling block I put in my own way. And we don't, I don't know why we don't like to see lust as a personal problem. Like, unless somebody is actually trying to entice you, that's when they're being a stumbling block. 
Somebody posting a picture of them being at the beach because that's where they were and that's what you wear at the beach is not a stumbling block. That's a personal problem. The other thing is, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, you know, that's her fiance, that's not her husband, so she needs to listen to leadership. What's the difference between fiance and husband? Quickly. Because, yes, the paper and the ceremony, but if they're getting married tomorrow, will she all of a sudden now learn that she needs to, you know, check in with her husband? Or is that a skill that you learn over time? And if they're in premarital counseling, they should be already in the process of developing their own family philosophy, beliefs, values amongst one another. So how is she to be double-minded and both dip into this idea that her pastor should tell her what to post and her husband, her future husband, uh, pr perspective on things? No, you practice how you perform. So this is a conversation that should really, she should have processed maybe and considered and then brought it to her fiance. So that way they can kind of talk about what this could look like in real time and in the future. And the reality is earlier, she said what she considers to be modest, which means that likely if she's a believer, she checked in with herself and with the Holy Spirit to determine what, if this felt okay for her. And we forget that oftentimes just because somebody tells you to do something, you doing it doesn't mean that you've had a heart change. Jesus says that like it, it's the heart that we look at first. If you if you lust after a woman, then you have already committed adultery. That's how like intense Jesus was about what is and what is not sin. And so with that being said, it's the heart posture that matters. Her deleting it doesn't mean that she she changed her mind about how modest she thought it was. If anything, she now is either fearful, ashamed, or just did it out of aggravation because she didn't want to hear nothing else. That's not discipleship. That's dictatorship. So, all I'm saying is, all of these different debates around, oh, we should be listening to authority and all that. I believe in spiritual authority. I do. I believe that you are to have a multitude of counsel. I do. But counsel and demand are two different things. Those are just my thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts, or you can go to his post um, and, and share your thoughts there. But um, I think sometimes we don't think fully about the things that we're saying and the way that we perceive things. And the bottom line is we need to stop um, belittling, demeaning, and um, weaponizing or, or whatever women who have God-given bodies. There's nothing I can do about the way you feel about how I look. And there's nothing I can do about how I look. I will dress in a way that honors God and where I'm not flaunting everything that I have. But I'm also not going to dial back how I look because you're insecure about your own failings, weaknesses, and shortcomings. So that was my little questions and confessions for the day. So my sign off for today is one, do not forget to get your ticket to Heal For Real Live. It's happening June 2nd and 3rd. Price will be going up in a couple weeks. I want to make sure that you're in the building. It's selling. I'm so excited for you ladies that will be there. Um, I will we'll post the itinerary right here. Yeah. So that way you can see all the wonderful sessions that we're, having, that we're having as well as the ladies leading it. I'll be leading a few sessions myself, including a somatic um, meditation where you will in real time connect with yourself. It is powerful. I do this at, for corporations and it, it literally, I did this for a corporation yesterday and everybody loved it. 
it allowed them to hear more from themselves than they ever have in their lives. And that's not an over-exaggeration. So with that being said, you get to experience it for just $175. For context, working with me starts at like $150 for one session. And it can go up to $2,000 if you do my programs. Two days for $175 is highway robbery. I suggest you get on it. I would love to see you there. You're doing great work in your healing journey and I want to partner with you so you can go deeper because you deserve that. I wanna give you a break, okay? Heal For Real is respite and it's also revival. All right, so, since I know I made this whole thing on Instagram about how like it's not an empowerment conference because it's not, you don't need empowerment. A lot of you already feel empowered. I know that because you've accomplished great things in your life. What you need is equipping. What you're looking for is to go on the next level. And I have the tools and everything that you need in order to get you there. All right. So our sign off for today is don't judge a pig by its blanket. This was Grab Your Stuff Podcast. As always, grab your stuff. Let's go. Mm-hmm.